0: One more time, clap your hands to the Lord. Why don't you stir yourself for a minute? Lift up your voice, lift up your heart, lift up your hands. Come on, we sing joy to the world. Let's make a joyful noise for just a moment. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. I magnify you, God. I glorify you. I lift up your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Are you glad you know his name today? Amen. Somebody ought to speak that name before, amen, before the day is over. Call on that name, shout that name, whisper that name. Whatever you do, just lift up the name. It's the name you can go to. It's the name you can call on. It's the name you can depend on. It's the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Luke chapter 1, Luke chapter 1 and verse number 30. If we could stand for the reading of the word. Luke chapter 1 and verse number 30. I'm not going to preach long today. Uh, It's the nature of the holiday. Uh, We know that Jesus is the reason for the season. It's become a platitude. Uh, It shouldn't be, but it is. And if we're not careful, we know it intellectually, but we don't live it in our daily lives. And we say it with our lips, but we don't live it in the season but we are here today because of Jesus you're alive today because of Jesus you have breath in your body because of Jesus you say well I don't have much everything you have is because of Jesus Amen. and so he is the reason that we're here, and at the holidays, we if we're not careful, especially on a Sunday like this, the Sunday before Christmas, tomorrow's Christmas Eve, we can be distracted by all the things that we're doing that are good things. I'm not, not, nothing's bad about family time and food. I hope you're cooking a lot of food. I really do, and uh, I, I hope you're going to eat a whole lot of good food and then repent over it in january there'll be a whole lot of repenting in january for the meals that we're about to eat i think all of that's wonderful i don't have a problem with any of that but in this moment today we are focused on the touch of god and who he is and what he's going to do for us and so i'm challenging us we don't have a night service let's just focus on the lord for a few moments here can we do that luke 1 and 30 And the angel said unto her, Mary, fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shalt call his name Jesus. And he shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Everyone said no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, how shall this be? Seeing I know not a man, I'm a virgin. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Shall be called the Son of God. I'd like to preach on that sometime, but I'm not going to. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she... Hath also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren, for with God nothing shall be impossible. For with God nothing shall be impossible. How many of you knew that that little nugget verse was tucked away in the Christmas story? Some of you did. A lot of people don't realize that because we quote that verse by itself a lot, don't we? For with God, nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judah and entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. I'd like to preach for a few minutes this morning, the birth of miracles, the birth of miracles, the birth of miracles. Would you put your Bibles down, lift up your hands. If you need a miracle today, I want you to just cry out to Jesus. Can you do that? Open up your mouth and cry out to him. Lord, in the name of Jesus, God, I pray that you would speak to us today. I pray that we would feel your touch and feel your hand and feel your presence, God. I pray that we would remember, Lord, that you are here and that you are with us and that you are moving and that you are a miracle worker and that you can birth miracles in our lives. I give you praise. I give you glory in Jesus' name. If you need a miracle today, I'd like you to clap your hands to the Lord and praise Him in advance. I want you to praise Him like He's already done the miracle. I know it's hard, but... If you need a miracle, I want you to open up your mouth and thank Him as if He has already done it. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. How wonderful would it be if God just began to pour out miracles this Sunday before Christmas. Thank you, Jesus. I magnify you, God. Because you have already done it, Lord. You have already spoken it, God. It is written. It is ordained. It is finished. It is done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. If you don't need anything at all from God, you go ahead and sit down right now. But if you need something from God, I want you to open up your mouth and cry out to Jesus. The rest of you just sit down. That's okay. But if you need something from God, open up your mouth and cry out to Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. 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 Lord pour it out 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 god pour it out 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 hallelujah 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 I hope you didn't come to play church today. I hope you came to have church. I love you, God. I love you, God. I love you, God. You are here. You are here. Look at your neighbor and tell them, whatever you need, God is able to do it. Come on, look at somebody else and look them right in the eye and and I want you to say it with faith in your heart. Whatever you need, God is able to do it. He's able. Come on, look at two or three people and tell them, He's able. He's able. He is able. He is able. Some of you came to church today and you forgot, He is able. He is more than able. He is the great God. He is the miracle worker. He is Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right, you can be seated or you can stand. I'm not going to preach long. You just need to stay with me. I feel the Holy Ghost stirring. God's going to do some things today. Enashana moroto satalabata sataya. Lift up your hands. The Holy Ghost is sweeping through this building. In the name of Jesus, be healed. In the name of Jesus, be healed. In the name of Jesus, be, of Jesus, be made whole. In the name of Jesus, be encouraged. Hallelujah. Do you know why some of you are uncomfortable right now? Do you know why some of you can't feel what others are feeling right now? Because you have forgotten who Jesus is. Oh, you know his name, but you've forgotten who Jesus is. The reason that some of you become skeptical immediately in your heart when the Lord begins to move in the miraculous is because church has become nothing more than a religion. Church has become an institution that you're comfortable with. But church is the body of Christ. I said, we are the body of Christ. That's why you have to be born into this thing. That's why you don't sign membership papers. That's why you can't sign on the dotted line and be a member of the church. You are birthed into the church. And when you are birthed into the church, it is a miracle. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. It's not just something that you can affirm with your mouth. When you are saved, when you are born again, it is a miracle that happens in your life. And you become a part of the body of Christ. You become a part of an ongoing miracle. You become a part of the miracle worker. That's why when you have the Holy Ghost, you can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. That's why when you have the Holy Ghost, you can speak the word of faith in the name of Jesus. And demons have to flee because you are born into a miracle process. You are born into a miracle working body that is able to see the supernatural. That is able to touch the miraculous. That is able to move mountains with their faith. That is able to see circumstances change just by calling on the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen, amen. Hallelujah. This is not just an institution, the church is not a building. The church is not going through the motions. I'm thankful for every song that we sing, and I'm thankful for everything that we do, and every banquet, and every fake flower, and everything, every real flower, whatever they are, I don't know. But let me just tell you, it is more than pews, and it's more than lights, and it's more than a parking lot, and it's more than just electric bills and heating bills. It's more than just having a banquet and shaking hands. You are a part of a miracle-working body! This is, this is the body of Christ. We are here together today because Jesus was born. Because Jesus was the ultimate miracle. And that's why I can't play church today. That's why I can't just give you a pretty Christmas sermon. Because we are here to be the hands and the feet of Jesus. We are here to touch the hem of his garment. We are here to lead a shepherd to a manger. To do whatever we have to do. Because we are here. Because He is here. Hallelujah. I'm going to have to preach this quickly. When Jesus was born, there were miracles that surrounded all of His birth. Everything surrounding His birth was a miracle. The fact that a, a woman could give birth to a child and she was a virgin, that was a miracle, a scientific impossibility. But she was overshadowed by the Holy Ghost. And when you're overshadowed by the Holy Ghost, I'm going to preach to somebody right now. When you are overshadowed by the Holy Ghost, the impossible becomes possible. Cancer is no match for the overshadowing of the Holy Ghost. Depression is no match for the overshadowing of the Holy Ghost. Poverty is no match for the overshadowing of the Holy Ghost. It's not about what you don't have it's all about whether or not you have the overshadowing of the Holy Ghost and then barrenness becomes fruitfulness and then the impossible becomes possible when you are overshadowed by the Holy Ghost the fact that an angel appeared to her and then an angel appeared to Joseph and miracles were all around the birth of Jesus and sometimes we forget That the birth of Jesus was not the only miraculous birth that took place around that same general time period. Jesus had a cousin who was born just a little bit before him. We know of him as John the Baptist. This was Mary's aunt. And Elizabeth gave birth to John in her old age. And she had been barren her entire life. Her and Zacharias. Zacharias was... Zechariah was a priest, a low-level priest in the temple. And they had been longing for a child, a son in particular. They had prayed for a long time that the Lord would bless them with a miracle child. And yet, when the angel of the Lord appeared to Zechariah and said, You are going to have a child. Elizabeth is going to give birth. And you're going to call his name John. Zacharias struggled to believe he struggled to believe so much that he argued with the angel can you imagine having an angel of the Lord appear to you and you argue with the message that the angel gave to you by the way that's why I don't feel bad when people argue with me you know preachers we, we get a lot of pushback sometimes and it doesn't bother me at all because if people would argue with an angel they're going to argue with me sometimes. And you know what happened when Zechariah began to argue with that angel? The angel said, Okay, you're just not going to have a voice any longer. And so he took his voice away and he was not able to speak without faith anymore. You need to be very, very careful that you don't speak against what God is trying to do. In fact, I can feel just a little pushback, not much. We're about 95%, but there's about 5% of you that have the spirit of Zechariah this morning. God is trying to speak something miraculous and supernatural into this service, into specific lives, into specific circumstances, into specific needs. But some of you are thinking in your mind and expressing it with your expressions that I don't know if God's really going to do what He's acting like God is going to do. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. God will remove you from the equation because if you don't get on board with God's plan, God's not going to shut His plan down just because you don't have faith. God will move you out of the way and He'll do it for somebody else. He'll do it over there. So if you don't want to praise Him, get out of my way because God's about to do something. If you don't want to believe, just go ahead and leave because God's going to do it for me. God's going to do it for you. It doesn't matter what you say because the plan is already in place. Miracle, miracle, miracle. So there was a miracle birth, a miracle for Elizabeth, a miracle for Mary. Two major differences here. The miracle of John the Baptist and his birth, and Zechariah and Elizabeth, and all of this, that miracle teaches us that God can move in the middle of circumstances that we have given up hope on. And I'm preaching to somebody this morning that you are in need of a specific miracle that you have given up on. I'm preaching to somebody this morning who needs God to do something that you have needed Him to do for a long, long, long time. And it's hard for you to ask God for it. It's hard for you to pray for it. It's hard for you to believe for it. You used to have faith that God could do it, but today it's hard for you to have faith because you prayed before and it didn't happen and today God's saying it's time and it's hard for you to believe that it really is time but I want you to know that the word of God is speaking into your life today is the day of salvation this is the moment for a miracle if you will simply believe that God is able and so God stepped into that situation of course, she gave birth, and immediately when John was born, people came to Zechariah, and they wanted to know what his name would be, the baby's name. You know the story. They, they wanted him to name the baby as was customary in that day after himself, little Zechariah Jr., something like that. And, but the angel had already told him what the name was to be, and he called for a tablet Because he still could not yet speak. And he wrote on that tablet, his name shall be called John. And immediately when he was obedient to the word of the Lord. See, he still had a decision to make. The miracle had already taken place. Now he had to decide, was he going to continue in the miracle? It's not enough just to receive a miracle. I've seen a lot of people be healed and then not serve the Lord. Everybody okay? I've seen a lot of people healed of cancer. I'll never forget there was a, a man, God, miraculously healed him of stage four cancer. And in our carnal minds, we would think if God would do that for him, it was an undeniable miracle. The preacher walked in, laid hands on him. One day later... He was out of the hospital and the doctors had absolutely no idea how he went from only having a month to live to suddenly having a lifetime of health. The doctors were perplexed and in my mind I thought... This man is going to be in church next Sunday shouting, running the aisles, praising God. He never darkened the doors of a church again because it's not enough just to receive the miracle. You're going to have to get the miracle and then acknowledge the miracle. And so John, so Zachariah, he he had the miracle and he said, now I'm going to give God praise for this miracle. His name shall be called John. God said it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to walk in it. And immediately when he was obedient to the word of God, he received his voice back and he began to prophesy unto God. Let me tell you what the modern miracle is today. Some of you need to acknowledge that God is able to do what he said he would do. Some of you have never spoken in tongues as the Holy Ghost gave the utterance. For some of you, it's been a long time since you've spoken in other tongues Since the Holy Ghost gave the utterance. What you need to do is acknowledge the miracle and say God will do it. Open up your mouth and let the Holy Ghost prophesy through you. Stir up the gift that is within you. Somebody right now ought to throw up your hands and stir up the gift of the Holy Ghost that has lied dormant inside of you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The reason some of you are tempted to give up is because the Holy Ghost has been dormant inside of you for too long. The reason some of you can't feel God is because you have been struck silent. It's time for you to open up your mouth, throw back your head, and prophesy again. The reason some of you are struggling to serve the Lord is because it's been too long since you opened up your mouth and let the Holy Ghost speak through you. The reason that some of you are carnal and weary and well doing is because it's been too long since you've opened up your mouth and let the the Holy Ghost flow through you. So there was a miracle surrounding the birth of John the Baptist. And then, of course, the miracle of the birth of Jesus was even greater because it was unexpected. It was unrequested. It was humanly impossible. It was completely misunderstood. Mary was very young and still unmarried. She had not spent a lifetime Praying for a child like Elizabeth had, but Mary and Joseph demonstrated with their actions exactly why God favored them with a miracle that they had not even asked for. When the angel proclaimed that the impossible was about to happen, they did not argue like the people who had been praying for the miracle did. Hold on. I want you to think about that for a moment. You know why church folks have a hard time getting miracles and it seems like someone can walk in off the street and get a miracle that they've never even prayed for before? You know why that is? Because we are so used to the things of God. We are so used to prayer that we don't have a reverence for it like we used to. But I want to remind you that when you step in with the attitude of Mary and Joseph that hears the word of the angel and says, yes, Lord, you Yes, Lord, I don't understand, but yes, Lord, I don't have all the answers, but yes, Lord, I'm your servant, I'm here, I will obey. They simply believed, they trusted, and they obeyed, and that is the key to an unexpected miracle. There are miracles that can happen in your life that you don't even know to pray for right now. Oh, I'm going to help somebody. There are things that God wants to do in your life that you don't even know to pray for right now. There are things that God could do. Tomorrow in your family that you don't even know how to ask God to do. Because God has a better plan than you have. God has a bigger picture than you have. And so you've just got to be willing when the angel shows up, when the messenger, hello, shows up. I said when the messenger shows up, you've just got to be willing to say, yes, I believe, I receive it. I'm going to do it. Hallelujah. I simply believed. That God would do what he said he would do. Mary began to praise God in that moment. She said, oh, how my soul praises the Lord. How my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he took notice of his lowly servant girl. And from now on, all generations will call me blessed. for For the mighty one is holy. 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 And he has done great things. And he has done great things. Somebody needs to make this your praise. For he has done great things. For me, for he has done great things. For me, he shows mercy, he shows mercy, he shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. His mighty arm has done tremendous things, he has scattered the proud and haughty ones, he has brought down princes from their thrones and exalted the humble, he has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away with empty hands. He has helped his servant Israel and remember to be merciful for he made this promise to our ancestors to Abraham and his children forever. How many have a precious promise from God today? Maybe he gave it to you when you were new in the Lord. Maybe he gave it to your mama or your grandmama or your dad or your granddad. How many will go ahead before you have the miracle and say he has done great things? Maybe he hasn't done it for you yet but go ahead and praise him for he has done great 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 things yes he has yes he has he has done he has done great things all of this was the miracle the birth was a miracle I'm almost done but not only was it the birth of a miracle and the birth of miracles in the sense that these children. John the Baptist, Jesus of Nazareth. They were miracle children. But with Jesus, it was literally the birth of miracles. It was the birth of a continuation of miracles up until the New Testament and the birth of Jesus. There weren't many miracles, really. There were miracles that we look at in the Old Testament Most of the miracles that you see in the Old Testament were on behalf of a corporate people. It was on behalf of the nation of Israel. It was on behalf of a particular goal or agenda that was bigger than one person or one individual. Rarely did God do something miraculous for a single individual. It was few. It was far between. It was only in particular places, particular times, particular seasons for a particular group of people, for a particular reason. It was unusual. It was hard to find. And yet... When Jesus was born, he changed all of that because as he grew, he laid hands on the sick and every one of them recovered. He spoke and the dead were raised to life just by his spoken word. All he had to do was walk into a room and people were healed by the power of God. It was literally the birth of a season of miracles. And the same Jesus that walked the Sea of Galilee is here today. And he can touch you. He can move in your circumstance. He is in this place. He is in my heart. He is in your heart. And all you have to do is know that the miracle working power has been birthed into the world. He's still doing it. He's still able. Miracles often happen when you least expect them. Yeah. Many, many times in Scripture, the miracle caught them off guard. When, when Lazarus was raised from the dead, Mary and Martha looked at Jesus with tears in their eyes and a little bit of righteous indignation, maybe even some disappointment, probably a little anger, and said, "But Jesus, if only you would have been here, my brother would not have died. If only you would have come through for us when we were calling for you. We were calling for you. We sent word to you, Jesus. You knew he was sick. You knew what was happening and you delayed. You would have been here, Lord. Anybody ever prayed like that before? If only God. I prayed that prayer. Some of you are trying to be extra spiritual, but I know your number. If only God. It would have been different. Then I would have faith right now for the miracle. Jesus simply looked at him and said, I want you to roll away the stone because Jesus allowed Lazarus to die. Uh, see, I, I know we don't like that. Did you know that sometimes we are allowed to go through things we don't want to go through? Hello? And, you know, we always focus on Mary and Martha, the pain that they felt when their brother died. But Lazarus actually had to die. How do you think Lazarus felt about this whole thing? I think he's probably glad about it. He got to tell people he'd been dead. And re- <laughs> he had to suffer. He had to go through the pain of death. The Bible says he'd been sick for a good while, so he was in some pain and he actually died. And Jesus allowed that to happen. Why did he allow that to happen? He allowed it to happen so that he could show, I can take death and resurrect it to life. I can take the impossible and make it possible. Some of you have been going through things you don't like and you're bitter about it. But I want to remind you that God is going to turn your mourning into dancing. God is going to turn your sorrow into joy. God is going to turn your pain into a praise. God is going to turn it around for your good. Why don't you go ahead and believe him? I I know Lazarus looks dead. I know the gravesite stinks, but God is working all things together for your good turns it. he turns it. he turns it over and over and over. People were taken off guard by the miraculous why would this happen? How could this happen? Why would it be this way? How could it be this way? But Jesus doesn't need to explain himself. Jesus doesn't always give us his plan ahead of time. All we need to know is that he's God and we're not God. All we need to know that he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could think or ask. That means it's bigger than we can imagine, bigger than we can dream bigger than we can hope for bigger than we can plan God is bigger than all of our processes God is bigger than what the doctor says God is bigger than what the enemy says God is able yes he is God is able because he was born he birthed the miracles Miracles don't always happen like we think they were going to happen. Mary was not expecting a miracle. She didn't even ask for a miracle, but she received a miracle baby. Somebody today, you haven't even asked for it yet, but you ought to be thankful that God's about to do something. I have a prophetic word in my heart. In this new year, some of you are going to receive things from God that you have not even prayed for God to do yet, but I want you to know when God starts telling you what He's going to do, I want you to have the attitude that says, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Why don't you go ahead and practice for a minute? Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. I'll take that blessing, God. I'll take that miracle, God. I'll take that raise, Lord. I'll take that promotion, Lord. I'll take that new job. I'll take that healing, God. Yes. Some of you need to practice your yes, Lord, a little bit because you've been saying no for too long. You need to practice your yes, your servants listening. Woo! Stop worrying about what Joseph will think and say yes, Lord. Stop worrying about what your neighbor will think and say yes, Lord. Yes! We're almost there. We're almost there. God's about to pour some things out. Miracles can be messy. I'm almost done. Miracles can be messy. In other words, sometimes God's going to give you a miracle, and it's going to be a virgin birth, and people are going to think that miracle's crazy. What you need to do is say, yes, Lord. I don't care what people think because it didn't come from them. The world didn't give it. The world can't take it away. They don't know who my Jesus is. They don't know what he's done for me. They don't know what I know. He is Jehovah God. He is God omnipotent. He is God omnipresent. He is Emmanuel God with us. He is the King of kings. He's the Lord of lords. They don't know what he's done for me. They don't know where I've been. They don't know where I've come from. They can't stop my praise. They can't stop my worship because they don't know him like I know him. Uh. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Musicians, come! I'm done. Stand with me. Stand with me. Stand with me. Hallelujah. lift up your hands lift up your hands lift up your hands, lift up your your voice lift up your voice God spoke to me very clearly about what we're to do in the altar and some of you will not receive it and that's okay if you don't want God to move in your life, that's between you and God but if you want God to do a miracle, here's what I want us to do When Mary received word that she was giving birth to a supernatural miracle baby who was the Messiah. She believed. She was thankful and she had a praise on her lips. But she also needed encouragement. She needed to find someone that she could bind together with and keep the faith for what God was doing. And she remembered the miracle of Elizabeth and her baby that was to be. And she said, I've got to go and see my Aunt Elizabeth because she is in the midst of a miracle as well and we're going to combine our faith and our praise. God has put us together in his plan and we're going to accept what God is doing. And so, if you need a miracle today without without having to walk all over the building, I want you to turn to someone and ask them, would you believe God with me for a miracle? Look at one or two people. Find someone. Would you believe God with me for a miracle? Would you believe God with me for it? Would you trust God with me for a miracle? Would you bind together with me? Could we put our faith together? Could we put our praise together? Could we put our shout together? Could we put our dance together? Now hold on. I'm not done. That's beautiful. If they agreed with you, the Bible says when two or three agree as touching any one thing, If they agreed with you, I want you to just come down with them. Take them by the hand, whatever it takes. And I want you to come to this altar together. And I want you to just combine your praise, combine your faith. And I want you to worship God together. And give Him praise for what He is doing, what He's going to do, and what He's already done. Come on, I want you to come with your voices lifted.